0: Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Beth Christine. Yes, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Tyler, and I'm Beth. And uh, you'll probably notice that Chris isn't here today. He's uh, taking a little brief hiatus. Uh, Beth will be filling his position, and uh, we're we're just we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna power through without him.
1: Yeah, finally. <laughs>
0: finally. <laughs> so. Uh, today, we're talking about, <laughs> actually, the, the director he picked to be on the, on the list. Oh, um, did yeah, uh, he? Yeah, uh, we're talking about Don Bluth. Uh, I, I hadn't se- I haven't seen any of these movies since I was like six years old, but he's a, he's a really relevant guy in the animation world, so obviously I, I did need to revisit these. So yeah, we're talking about An American Tale, The Land Before Time, And All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like, have have you watched these movies fairly recently, or...?
1: Um, I had never seen An American Tale before. Okay. Um, I was actually... Okay, so I got two of these movies confused with different movies. I got American Tale confused with The Rescuers, which I also haven't seen, but I've seen, like... Yeah. I've seen, like, one clip of it, because there was apparently a naked lady in a frame of it. Uh, So... There was that, and then All Dogs Go to Heaven, I got that confused with... I can't remember what the movie was, but in the movie, a homeless... There's like a... Oliver and uh, Company. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, I, yeah, I, I was pretty sure that was it. Like As soon as I started thinking about like mo- other movies with dogs around the same era. But um, interestingly, uh, you mentioned The Rescuers. Don bluth was actually like a Disney animator for a long time. And he actually like The Rescuers was like a movie he worked on. Like you can see this guy's influence, like in a well not not necessarily influence, but like, you know, you can you can see his work in certain movies. Like he did like Pete's Dragon and a couple oh, other yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: uh Disney like, yeah, like oh and you like think back to those movies like, oh yeah, totally. Like I can totally see him working right, on those, right, like right. as an animation director.
1: I had seen all dogs go to heaven, so I don't know why. I got it so confused. I was, like, mixing up two movies, basically. Because I couldn't remember, like, the last part, well, like, the middle to last part of All Dogs Go to Heaven, and then I couldn't remember the beginning of Oliver and Company, so...
0: Like I said, I haven't seen them since I was, like, six years old, so, you know, that's (laughs) quite a while ago. And uh, so, like, you know, I, I had pretty much forgotten almost every single thing that happened in these films,
1: I saw the land before time when I was younger, but I've actually seen it pretty recently because uh, it, it's on Netflix now, I think, and, yeah. or it might be, but my niece was watching it, so you know. uh,
0: okay. American Tale. <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm, I'm trying to like jump into my notes, and the fir- first thing I wrote was I, last time I saw it was on a six. Also, uh, but my second note was a little quote that says, "A new hat that has been in the family for three generations." <laughs> <laughs>
1: My my first note is sold to a sweatshop? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> because I was so weirded out.
0: Well, the the thing, the weirdest part about that is, okay, so for context, they uh like Fivel arrives in America. Uh, the little mouse. He uh like he's been separated from his parents, and he is. Like, try, he's, like, trying to find them, goes to the immigration office and, like, ends up, instead of going there, ends up running into, like, this quote-unquote rat who's, like, run like, you know, basically this horrible, filthy criminal, and, yeah, he tries to, like, put him, like, you know, in, like, a sweatshop kind of situation but the thing is, he immediately breaks out, like, in the next scene.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, I figured that would last a bit longer. It, I, I was sitting there thinking, did no one think to uh, try to get out of that window?
0: Right. Oh. Like, before, yeah, before this. Like.
1: Right. Because, I mean, <laughs> if I was being held there against my will, I would, I would, I would do anything to, to get right. out of there. And... The,
0: the, this movie's a musical.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not a very good one.
1: In both this movie and All Dogs Go to Heaven, I felt like it could have completely done without the music. And like, sure, I was actually just about. There was one song in All Dogs Go to Heaven. I think it was called Heaven or something. I don't know. But other than that one, I was just waiting for all of them to be over. I kind of spaced right. out during all. Well, I didn't I, space out, but
0: I wonder, like, if it's just like like the Disney standard. You know, like Disney was doing very well at this point. Well, they're they're starting to dip down, but like you know, like they were they were ma- they made musicals. Like every single Disney film was a musical. They had songs in them. Just just talking about American Tale here. All of the songs were just very repetitive. They you know they had a point that they were trying to get across, but right. the immediate reaction is, got it. Let's move on. Exactly. And. I want to talk about one specific one. I, 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 it seems like we're ragging on this movie. I want to like get all of my negative points out of the way really fast.
1: Well, um, before you say that, actually with All Dogs Go to Heaven, I, it was competing like with Little Mermaid at the time, right. which is like a hit musical. So oh,
0: totally. uh, I,
1: I can see what you're talking about there. Okay, continue with this.
0: There's a song in this film called Somewhere Out There. And it's incredibly hard to listen to. I was I was going back and forth between, like... Because we were, we we're sitting, like, watching this uh, in the living room.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and I was going back and forth between, like, horribly cringing because I know, like, this poor kid just cannot sing. And they're like, two poor kids cannot sing. And they're, like... They're just doing it. And
1: just busting up laughing because two right. poor kids who couldn't sing are fucking featured in this movie. They're just not old enough. Like their voices are just breaking the whole time because you right. know kids voices break like it's like get a different person.
0: Yeah. Get li- if if suddenly the voices just transition to a grown ass woman doing the doing the singing, I would have been totally fine with it. <laughs> but like the, the thing the there's two things about this fucking song that boggle my mind the most. Number one, Steven Goddamn Motherfucking Spielberg thought that this was okay.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And two, you'll never believe this, Beth. It was nominated for an Oscar.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in. Okay, so there's like. There's a part during the song where they're like singing together and they're supposed to be like harmonizing, I guess. Okay. And they're fucking
0: up at the same time.
1: It, well, and like the thing is, it's spliced together really badly. Like.
0: Oh yeah, they're they're, they're out of sync. Yeah.
1: They like in all the songs are like this. Like, they're just really, they don't sound good together, and it's just it doesn't blend well at all. They're and,
0: they're mixed really badly. Like, you, it, it's weird. Because this is a voiceover film. Like, this happens in live-action musicals as well. Right. Like, you'll you'll watch, like, La La Land or whatever, even, you know, like, a movie from last year. And, like, all of a sudden, the audio quality will change, and it's like, oh, we're going into a song now. All of a sudden, their voices sound... Like, they're now, like, oh, okay, now they're being recorded with the, the singing microphone. Right, <laughs> And, right. like, there's just this weird fucking shift in, like the, like, the sound... And it's, like, it, it feels disjointed. It feels like someone told them, like, we need to add in musical numbers here.
1: Well, and I could hear both of these kids just, like, really, really loud. And it's, like, yeah. okay, I feel like you're trying to go for, like, some uh, just, just a blended, well put together thing. But you're not doing it. We should, we,
0: we should stop talking about how horrible the music is before we piss everyone off people like this movie
1: <laughs> well and I, I like the, I like the movie too but it's <laughs> like I can't I can't with that well, music
0: all of these movies have like things about them. like this is the earliest one of of the bunch that we're doing uh, they all have like little details that I really like like the um, uh, the, the rat character um, like he smokes a cigar throughout the film and like when the when his like smoke floats up it turns into dollar signs
1: right well and with all these movies the characters are very expressive
0: yes absolutely
1: not still in this movie but especially with the other two i mean they just kind of they all have their own quirks and it it really invokes emotion in people and i mean with any of these movies as a kid I, i would be very sad (laughs) <laughs> watching them
0: oh yeah like yeah there's a lot of there, there's there, there's so much that you can just do like watching a character's face facial animation is so important and a lot of people like especially on television they they do not care about facial expressions and like making sure like that's the it, it, it's the window to the soul like, right, right. You, you, you have to like put a lot of effort into that, and like Disney and both like all, all these Don Bluth movies like definitely capture that right. very well. This this one's definitely sort of the most primitive of the of the three that we're talking about. Uh, like there's there's moments where like the characters do not blend with the backgrounds. Like they right. feel like, you can tell like okay this is a We're definitely on a different, uh, like the characters are definitely on a different uh, sheet of cell paper. And like, probably like my favorite thing in this movie, the giant fake mouse that they make at the end, like drive the cats onto the boat. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That was,
0: that thing is so fucking creepy and like has all these little details to it. It's so, it's so awesome. And I was like, Whoa, what the
1: fuck? Like this
0: is out of left field for this movie
1: in the way it moves, it's just like, oh my fucking god. If that thing was coming towards me <laughs> yeah. in, in any situation. I mean, this movie makes a lot of, you know, statements, obviously. What moment do you feel got to you the most out of this movie?
0: It's not like I didn't like Fivel, but I also I didn't like Fivel.
1: <laughs> right.
0: He kind of, like, every... He gets himself into every situation, but then somehow at the end he masterminds this plot, drive the cats out, and it's like, how did he come up with this? And like, I I understand like you know it sets up really early like there's a there's like a story like that his dad's telling him about like everything else about it feels like how did this kid come up with it? So I don't know like this, uh, this movie isn't bad. And I can see why people like it. I I don't know. N- n- none of it really stuck with me as much as as much as like I thought it would.
1: Well, a moment that really uh, I, I I agree with that. Um, a moment that really stuck out with me was uh, when Fivel was like, I don't. know, He was walking past like a school or something,
0: mm-hmm. and there's
1: like there's like these giddy little kids just saying saying the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, just being all uh, happy. And American. American. <laughs> American. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like. God damn it, (laughs) like, you know.
0: A little piece of trivia I read about that. Uh, Like, that's actually, like, a little story from, like, Steven Spielberg's, like, grandfather, I want to say? I think it was, like, his grandfather, because his grandfather was actually named Fival. Like, and apparently he had, like, a story where he, like, looked into a school window and did that sort of thing, like, while he was sort of on his own or whatever. I don't know how much of that is true, but I read it somewhere, so obviously it must be.
1: I didn't really look too much into this, but... There, I think there was something about, like, suspected plagiarism in this.
0: I mean, that's almost with any movie. I think I remember the sequel, uh, Fievel Goes West, a lot better. Uh, not, like, I don't think Don Bluth directed any of the sequels to his movies. That one has a lot more of Tiger, the cat.
1: Uh, Ooh, yeah.
0: And he's barely in this movie. So, like, I, I, I guess, like, when I was thinking back, I remembered more of the sequel because, like, I saw all of these movies, like, on Cartoon Network when I was six. Right. So, you know, like, they're, like, all blended together to me. Like, it's the same thing with the uh, with Land Before Time. Like, all the Land Before Time movies blend together for me. Right. So that's one thing. A couple... I want to... I, I need to point out a, a couple more uh, <laughs> little, little things that I didn't like in it. So the first scene where we see the girl mouse... <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly yeah because i
1: mean i was like uh, okay
0: i yeah so like she's like she's rally trying to like rally everyone together like against the cats and uh the brooklyn mouse uh i think his name's tony or whatever yeah, tony. just kind of walks in there and accidentally kisses her and then there's just this long scene of them looking at each other and then it cuts to the next scene and It's like, I understand what happened, but also what. And then the other thing is the whole, like, so there's that, there's that, like, rich lady mouse who, like, talks with a lisp the entire time. And I was like, how, how does that sound familiar to me? And it's Lily Von Stuck from Blazing Saddles. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know she played it. (laughs) Did she play her? Oh, yeah.
0: No, it's it's literally her. Jeez. (laughs) and like, I had to, like, look it up during the movie because I was like, no, like, there's no way it's not. Right. <laughs> it's not her. And I, I looked it up, and, uh, yep, it, it's her. Oh, geez. Um, and also, my last note for this movie is that it reminded me that the Statue of Liberty is made out of copper.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I was just like, oh, that's a weird color. And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. So uh, what would your Jamie rating be for An American Tale?
1: I think I'll give it a six.
0: I wrote down the exact same thing. Nice. (laughs) Because, like, it's, and, you know, I don't even know that it really deserves a six, necessarily. I think this one is definitely way more geared for kids. And although uh, at times I was thinking, like, they're not going to understand, like, the historical context here and, like, what the immigration thing is all about. Right. but so, like, I don't know. It wasn't for me. I'm sure, like, I know there are people who really love this movie. A six is a good score. It's above average, so I, I feel like it's so. The land before time. This film has fourteen sequels.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> I've seen a single one of them.
0: Um. So here's here's a story. My kindergarten teacher. Love showing these things. Like I, I saw them there and, like, on Cartoon Network was, as well. Basically, I would sit around, like, we, we like you know, we'd feel fi- like, oh, hey, if you finish your uh, assignments, we can watch a Land Before Time movie for the rest of the day. Oh, okay. That was, like, sort of the right. thing. Uh, it, like, I, I, I watched these pretty frequently. Right. However, like, the one we probably watched the least was this one. <laughs> um, so I did not remember anything from it. And there were, like, characters... That is like is this character like ever going to show up because like halfway through the film they start introducing a bunch of uh, characters right they kind of do it all and, at once yeah because like you know you you meet Littlefoot and sarah like at the beginning and then like the rest of them are like hey, hey here they are it's like so uh and like there's other one, there's other ones that i i i but I, the whole time i was wondering like Are are they going to, like, is anyone else in this movie, like? Right. (laughs) Or do I just have, like, these random memories of other characters? Another thing, just, like, on the topic of of Kindergarten, was this, I, I appreciate the fact that this film has its own sort of vocabulary. Brontosaurus is, like, a long neck, sharp tooth, tree stars- that sort of thing. Right. But it really fucked up my knowledge of dinosaurs oh for a God. very yeah. long time. I,
1: what'd you call a long neck just a second ago?
0: Yeah, a, a brontosaurus.
1: Right. Is it a brontosaurus? I also,
0: I, this might be completely false and everyone can call me an idiot if it is. I've, I've heard that like it was either recently discovered or like they've just, they have known it for a while that brontosaurus has never existed. Right. Like, but like they're in this movie. Um so that was like a thing like they they would show us that like they would show us this movie and then be like but they're not actually called that <laughs> like rewatching rewatching this movie. Watching the dinosaurs move is so great. Like the animation here is like a, a huge step up oh, yeah. from American Tale. Like it's it looks so good.
1: Right. Well, I love it. I love it when Littlefoot's mom like there there was one part where Littlefoot was talking to her, and you, you know her head was like up in the air, and she just like swoops down and brings her head yeah. to like uh, face the front of everything. And just it looks so good.
0: Um, the best example of the animation in this uh, in the movie, uh, the the fight between the the T Rex and uh, Littlefoot's mom. Oh yeah. The lighting in it is like just this awesome like sunset dynamic look to it right
1: and it, it, it's
0: so it's so great it's like what it's probably like the most iconic scene of the film right obviously but yeah it, it it's so great i i i watched that like in marvel of like all the movement going exactly on right
1: was like the uh, brontosaurus were they like, diminishing or something
0: in the film the way they put it Like, I I guess, like, they're not sure. It's definitely only Littlefoot and his mom, like, the migrating, with the migrating dinosaurs. Um, When they reach the Great Valley, like, there are a bunch of other... Uh, brontosauruses, so I I don't know necessarily... I, th- I, th- I think, like, they just have a harder time surviving, like, especially like, with the with the carnivores around. Right. I don't know for sure, but I think that's what the movie was getting at.
1: Right. Um, I really love that it's not a musical. Yes!
0: Well, here, Oh, by the way, here's the thing. The sequels are musicals.
1: I'm not watching any of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I... The, the thing I remembered most when I was going into this movie was there's a scene where they have to, like, get across, like, from one side of, like, a mountain to the other, and there's, like, a big, like, river, and they're, like, singing a song about big water, <laughs> and I, I, I remember, like like even as a kid like just cringing at it because it's like i I hate everything about it right i i I hated music i hated musicals when i was a kid um i've grown to like them a lot more but i was very happy to see that there were no songs and there were a couple times where i thought they were gearing up for one and it didn't happen and it was very happy
1: right this movie out of all of them i maybe it was just the way it was like i guess played out but so out of all these movies uh This one was probably the one that made me the saddest uh, because Mm. you have, (laughs) so you have this massive drought and then an earthquake that separates everyone. And then (laughs) um, Littlefoot's mom dies. And I love how it took on like Littlefoot's grief. Like, I mean, just like that scene with, I think the dinosaur's name was Ruder. He just spills this whole, okay, you're, you know, you're always going to miss her. The, this feeling's probably never going to go away, but, you know, in time...
0: You remember that fucking dinosaur's name? He only shows up for one scene?
1: It's because, it's cause, like, I mean, that scene, like, he says something like... Well, yeah. oh, also, I've seen this, like, recently, twice, and he goes... L-
0: okay, good point.
1: L- little rooter, blah, 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 blah. You know, he's just like, but in time, you'll you'll learn to deal with it and things will get better. And then he's just gone. He's just gone with yeah. everything
0: else. <laughs> the way he's wording it, he's like um, saying something about like, oh, it's, it's uh, not so-and-so's fault. I really thought he was about to say, it's your fault. <laughs> like <No. laughs> like pull, pull a scar from Lion King, like that sort of fucking thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so one thing we talked about like while we were watching the movie, is we couldn't decide if Littlefoot was a boy or a girl. Some like I remember like thinking that back when I was watching these movies, a long time ago, that, and being bothered by Littlefoot's old lady face.
1: Right. Well, there's like one. Okay, there's one scene in particular. Uh, Littlefoot, they are all going to sleep, and Littlefoot goes to lay down. He's just kind of like laying there, and it, his face just looks so. It's old, <laughs> wrinkly. Yeah. Like
0: it's, and I get like that's how they're supposed to look, but like, right? It, it's it's always bugged me, and I think it's also because like he's gray, and like, just like this dusty color, like
1: right? Yeah, he looks purple to me. I don't know why.
0: He's like he's like a grayish purple. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just talking about the characters for a little. Do you like? Do you have a favorite character of the movie?
1: Um. Yeah, probably Ducky.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I remember like, I, when she showed up, I was like, oh boy, it's this character. Like, I remember her being really annoying, but I, I really liked her this time around. Her and Petrie, like, are probably my my favorite ones.
1: Right, because uh, they're they're like both just really sweet and yeah. <laughs> I mean, Petrie. Sometimes I'm like. Like, his, like, weird nervousness can kind of annoy me, but not, I mean, not really, you know, but, yeah. but with Ducky, you know, she's just, like, a really sweet, like, open character yeah. who, she cares about Littlefoot, and she she cares about just, Everyone yeah, just all her, of them, like, and it really freshened things up uh, af- after everything in this goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: because yeah, she shows up pretty much right after his mom dies and kind of, like, brings up the mood. Also, <laughs> there's a part uh, when he first meets her, uh, she's saying, don't step on a crack or you are fall and break your back. Yeah,
1: it's like you can't uh, put a mom ma- joke in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, uh, I guess you can't say the thing about the mother. Right. Huh? <laughs> um, so since we're still talking about characters here, Sarah's a little bitch. <laughs> and I've always hated her. Right. Like, she d- really does not change at all. Until, like, the very end, and when she does, it's very minuscule.
1: Right. Because, I I, I don't know, it's, like, this, there's, like, some weird segregation thing going on here. Yeah. And, like, her dad the whole time. I, th- I think in the beginning, j- j- she was kind of, like, wanting to play with Littlefoot. Um, I, that's what led them to being, like, cornered by the T-Rex or some I, I can't remember. Uh, right. But... You know, her dad's just like, uh, three horns don't play with long necks. So she just has that whole... like She's just really, really stubborn, and she can't admit when she's wrong, or, and, you know... Yeah. She likes to show off and everything. And there's... So there's, like, this one scene where she goes off and she kind of cries because she can't admit that she was wrong about going the wrong way. So, I mean... She, her character just being there... It does like I, I can't stand it but then I also like the fault of her character as well
0: yeah like I, I don't know I feel like she I feel like she's just a con- constant detriment to like the, like the story <laughs> like, right she she like she is always the reason something bad happens right
1: that is true
0: it, 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 like it, you know it's like it's like what I was saying with five it's like you pretty much brought almost all of this onto yourself. Like yeah. I cannot feel bad for you. Alright. So uh, if you had to give this film a Jamie rating, what would it be?
1: I'd say eight point five.
0: Oh really? Yeah. See, I I I didn't want to give it a six point five, so I gave it a six point eight. Right. Because I felt like it's definitely like it's definitely much better than American Tale. Right. It definitely doesn't deserve a 6.5. That's too low, but I don't think it deserves a seven either. That that means like I'm gonna watch it several more times. I think this is probably the last time I'll watch this movie. Not because it's bad, but because like you know, I, feel, I, I my uh, my my hunger is uh, is satiated. I don't need to see it again.
1: Right. Yeah, that's fair.
0: We'll move on to our final film of the night. All dogs go to heaven. This one, more than all the others, um, had a lot of like interesting, a lot, a lot more interesting details than the other ones, and definitely like the best like cinematography right. of all of them. Right. There's like a scene. There's like a scene where like uh, the dogs are having like little rat races, um, and like the way like the, ca- the you know the quote-unquote camera is like following them. Uh, throughout, like the scene, right. is like is so is so cool. Like to to you know put put you know put you in this world. Um, it's not like it's not like a ratatouille sort of thing where it's like oh like the camera's on like this tiny scale and it's following him and it's like you know they're doing it in a very realistic way. Right. This one is definitely like it's it's for sure fictionalized, but. Um, I, you know, like, I, I like the way they did it, for sure.
1: Uh, probably my favorite part was, uh well, the part that stuck out to me the most was Charlie traveling to heaven was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um Well, and mainly because, like, I mean, the, the colors aren't, like, bland or anything, but I feel like they're supposed to be a little duller in certain parts. So when they do add color, it just really, really sticks out. Um,
0: well, like, you, you, you know... It's a very like in terms of like the, the, their design for heaven it's clouds and clocks like it's very standard right um, like they definitely did their own thing with the clock you, like you know it's like the most standard heaven sort of thing like you got this kind of sunlight sort of look to everything it looks it looks really nice but you know like the, yeah they kind of they kind of played with it in their own way like the way they're kind of hopping around the clouds and everything is really great and like you were talking about earlier um like so this one's another musical the the can't keep a good dog down song is like uh was a really bad like start i was like oh boy here we go i uh, another uh, musical where i'm gonna get the point of every every song immediately uh burt reynolds is the voice of charlie like like can Burt Reynolds sing? <laughs> I couldn't decide in the first uh, during the first song. When they get when once you get to like the second half of like the heaven song, it gets pretty like he's pretty good in it.
1: Like right, yeah. E- even if like
0: because like there's a song later in the movie where um he's talking about sharing, and it was a it was a pretty lame song right um but like he was doing a pretty good job singing it and i was i was i was pretty surprised you know you don't think of like burt reynolds as like a as like a singer
1: right the uh, the crab people look really good i don't know if you oh yeah i don't know if you noticed um but they were just like they were really like, fluid and
0: uh, yeah they had like this very ultra realistic sort of movement like Anne marie did as well right since i already brought her up uh marie is like one of the like is such, like, a great, um, like, character in the movie. Like, usually when you have a kid character, it's, it doesn't work, especially when they're voiced by a kid. Like, you think about Fival and it's, like, a little, you can tell when they, like, they're trying really hard to make it work. The, I I forget her name, but she's also Ducky in Land Before Time.
1: I think it's Uh, Judith barcy or something
0: judith yeah it's, it's definitely judith something i think barcy might be right she is so good um <laughs> in both of the movies um and like yeah. definitely you know really brought it and uh we're talking about like the last movie where um like uh, like what were the emotional spot or like no we talked we talked about that with um american tale like the emotional spots of it like she definitely like really made a lot of that stuff work. And I, I uh, uh, definitely, I, I felt emotions watching this film.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you took one of my whole notes there. <laughs> she, Anne-Marie is probably my favorite uh, child character of all time, actually.
0: Oh yeah, that's, that's totally fair.
1: Yeah, she, this was a wonderful, wonderful child character. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, like she was funny and adorable. Like I, when I looked at her, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, she she reminds me exactly of my niece." Like, oh, yeah. um, oh totally. <laughs> she, she I, I, loved her design. She mm-hmm. was just the sweetest looking little girl.
0: She and also like she wasn't dumb. Right. Like that was a very big thing for me. Like, because like they would kind of like Charlie would kind of deceive her and, like, you know, tell her one thing, kind of make it look like he's doing the right thing, but w- while he's doing the wrong thing. And...
1: Right, like, but... But
0: she would catch right, on yeah, to yeah, she got like, it. Like, she wasn't dumb. She was just being misled. Right, yeah.
1: You know, and, I mean, there were plenty of parts where she was just like, no, you're using me. I'm leaving. Yeah. And, I mean, you should be ashamed for doing this. Um, and then he would eventually, like, convince her, you know, by saying, oh, no, we will help the poor. Uh, and she...
0: Right. And, like, you know, she's got her own sort of, like, insecurities being an orphan. Right. That, like, she will, she'll believe him if he, like, promises to, like, you know, be there for her because no one else right. is. Right,
1: because, I mean, who else does she have to go to besides Carface, pretty much?
0: Yeah, the much worse option. Right. To talk about Charlie for a second. He's such a scumbag throughout most of the film. Right. It's, it's, I, I was thinking about this while I was talking about Sarah, and as, like, you know, like, like, Charlie sort of has, like, the same thing going on. But, like, he's definitely a lot more likable. You, you can enjoy, like, kind of watching him scheme. You know, he's, like, he's actually, like, he's got personality, whereas Sarah really doesn't. And, you know, like, you know for a fact, because he's the, he's the central character of the story, he's going to go through a change. And when he does, it is satisfying,
1: right? Well yeah, because like at the at the very end, when he's coming back to you know like say like say goodbye, they, I mean he's he's genuinely just like I'm sorry. And they, I mean they reconcile yeah. and it's like forgiveness <laughs> type of you yeah. Know, so I mean that that was great. I I, I like that to to end the movie and then I think she adopts Itchy, right?
0: Yeah, for the most, I think uh, well, like you can you see them like kind of, like Itchy's staying with them, and I and I feel like, you you get the sense that um, th- like the the the, would be foster parents, like understand like her connection to these dogs and right. like would probably like you know go along with it, and like Itchy like you know, he like it's never explicitly said that he comes around, but he comes around like he, he hates her up until like the third act.
1: Well, isn't he the one like, I mean, he's getting all those dogs together and they're all going up to the couple's yeah. house. And, uh, it's just, it's just, Oh, it's, it's dogs. And
0: right. And I, I feel like that might've been like more for Charlie. Whereas, whereas like, I think like at the very end, like he, he, he comes up to her and I, I feel like, you know, by that point, like he, he's realized that she's important to him. So he's like willing to kind of look after her and everything and kind of kind of be there for her when Charlie can't be. Right.
1: Yeah. I think it's part of that. And then maybe part of him caring about her at least a little bit. Because he gets up oh, he gets of course. up at the end and he lays by her. You know right. what I mean? And they kind of just like cuddle and stuff. And
0: this is a G-rated film. <laughs> and there's like uh there's murder. And smoking and drinking and gambling and hell. Right, and yeah. Like, this would definitely be a PG film today, at, le- at the very oh, yeah. least.
1: Well, and there's, like, I, I thought it was funny because there's rat races or something where there would be, like, dog yeah. races or whatever. Like,
0: yeah, like, all the, all this stuff totally works. It's not like, you know, because, like, I watched it when I was a kid and, like, I understood what was happening and what they were doing was wrong. And, like, you know, I, I feel like the, uh, like, the, it, it's totally fine uh, that it's, you know, like, it's meant for kids. Like, and kids can watch right. it still. I'm not saying that they can't. Um, but, like, something I thought was interesting, I kind of, like, I, I had known a little bit of, of this sort of stuff from just, like, reading things in the past. Uh, like, I, kn- I knew there was something about, like, an extra hell scene cutout what it was was like there's basically just like a few shots cut out of like charlie's dream where he's in hell and like apparently for the longest time like don bluth was the only person who had a copy of that cut because they like just pre they they preemptively got rid of it so they wouldn't have a a pg rating since then so like you know there's like blurry video of it that has surfaced uh that's been kind of connected together and like, uh, I, I don't understand, like, what about these shots was so bad that you couldn't leave? Like, there's still a scene of him in hell, and it's still pretty terrifying. Right. Um, so I don't know. And, like, the only other thing is, like, um, when he, I think it's when he shows up in heaven, he says something like, that damn car face, and apparently, like, you can still see him, like, mouthing the word damn, but they changed the line in, uh right. dubbing. But, like, yeah, I mean, it gets away with a lot for being a G-rated oh, yeah. film, and, uh, I, I I totally appreciate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: And, and like, I mean, I, I appreciate all of these movies uh, being brave enough to take oh, yeah. on you know, like all of these topics. So
0: serious subject right. matters.
1: I mean, because there there are a lot of like uh, kids films that that will take on serious subject matters, but I mean, not not as boldly as these do.
0: Right. Like the, these don't these don't sugarcoat right. anything. Right. Uh, for the most part and like especially like one that like this is I feel like some of the others couldn't decide who they were geared towards because like, there would be points where it's like okay this is like for babies and then it would be but then like you like you know like American Tail like oh it's like a cute little mouse but then also like the Russian government right. and blah blah right. blah like so this one definitely knew exactly what, what it wanted to be and it didn't right. And I really appreciate that. And this is like for me, this is my favorite one of. of Mine too. Yeah. I haven't seen Anastasia. I've seen Secret of Nim, and that one, like everyone tells me how great it is. I, it it didn't really stick with me as much. Uh, As of right now, this is my favorite film of of Don Bluth's. Period. The one thing I'll say about it, the one weird thing in this movie that i wrote down i wrote alligator scene no
1: i dot, i literally dot, dot. wrote uh where is it i wrote what the fuck crocodile <laughs> <laughs>
0: it it's so i have no idea i know
1: well and then like i guess it kind of makes sense later but it pays yeah. off
0: but um like there, there's like a there's a trope that's called like big lipped alligator moment <laughs> where basically like if something just kind of shows up does something weird and out of nowhere and then goes away they call it a big lift alligator moment because of this oh movie my God. <laughs> however like this this does not fit the description because it does pay off right. later although, although you just assume that Carface is eaten by the alligator. right one thing I, I wanted to bring up earlier but i, I wanted to save it for now um, we talked about the really bad child singing in uh, in American Tale and there's a very clear point when Anne marie is singing in this film that you realize this is a completely different person. right <laughs> but and like there are, there are specific reasons for it that don't need to be gone right, into on right. the podcast but um, it, it's like it like, it, it works um, the, the, the kid they got singing it Is very exactly, good yeah. And yeah like it, this. Don Bluth learned his lesson right. <laughs>
1: I, This That song uh, um, Amory's song and the Heaven song I didn't mind either of those Those were fine Every
0: song but like the um, Can't Keep a Good Dog Down And uh, the Sharing one are re- Are pretty good um, it's when I,
1: when I uh, watched Can't Keep a Good Dog Down, I got kind of the same feeling that I got when I watched the gargoyle scene in Hunchback. It's yeah, just that kind of, oh, right. you, you just brought me way down.
0: One other, like, this is, there there was something I was confused by in the movie. Like, so there's a scene where uh, he, uh, Carface is about to feed a uh, killer to one of, uh, like, to, to, like, a bunch of, um, piranhas, and he tells him I've got a gun. And, uh, like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm interested now. And he says, it's a, uh, it's a Flash Gordon, uh, laser gun. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a toy. Right, yeah. Like, I figured, you know, it's set in the 1930s, like, th- there'd be, like, you know, Flash Gordon toy right. guns. It's a real fucking laser yeah, it's gun. Just,
1: it's, just, it's it's not.
0: Uh, oh my god. Like, wasn't this supposed to be... Reality, Right. <laughs> like, so, like, that's, that's like, one of the only things that uh, uh, really bugged me in the movie. For me, this is... I'm going to give this a solid 8 out of 10.
1: Nice. I think I'll give it a 9. That's totally right. fair. Right. This, this was a very, very good <laughs> kids movie. Like,
0: because I, I don't see myself watching it a lot, but I definitely will watch it again. For right, sure. yeah. But, yeah, no, this is... Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad I rewatched this movie. I'm glad I kind of like got my curiosity out of the way for the other ones as well. So uh, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did this one. It's a uh, pretty, uh, well, uh, I, I guess we can go on for like 50 minutes, but um, <laughs> a very simple episode. In a couple weeks, we will do the filmworks, uh, a few, a few, a few of uh, the film works of Guy Ritchie. Tune into that, folks. Don't, don't,